Despite the rhetoric, the left's war on women continues. The Democrats were in a meltdown during testimony on the Twitter files. Plus, Colin Kaepernick throws his white adoptive parents under the bus. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the war on women, because when you look at the radical policies being pushed by the left, there's really no other way to describe what's going on. The left pushes this false notion that they are for tolerance and inclusion and all these feel-good terms. And yet, it's their policies that lead to exclusion. Exclusion from participation, exclusion from scholarships, exclusion from awards, and exclusion from victories. Kyle Gabinelli. There are men and then there are women, two genders, each with inherent qualities, characteristics, and differences. Yet the left now lives in a fantasy land where they will berate and cancel people if you don't play along with the notion that a man can be a woman. Actually, be a woman, simply by saying so. It's outrageous, yes. It's ridiculous, sure. But the consequences are real. Just this week, a Minnesota judge ruled that the USA powerlifting must let men compete against women in the women's category. A female powerlifter recently spoke to Tucker Carlson about the situation. Here's what she had to say. Finally, women are coming out. I get daily emails and messages from women saying, thank you so much for standing up for women in sports. Uh, a lot of women are silenced and feel silenced and that they have no voice or they're afraid to speak up, fear of maybe getting kicked out of the Federation. You know, would I feel good about myself if I was a male taking female records and exactly. podium spots? No, but. I'm so glad she and others are speaking out because the pressure to not speak out is intense. Just recall last year when Leah Thompson, the male collegiate swimmer who was allowed to compete against women, Thompson went from being ranked 432nd as a male swimmer to being ranked number one when competing against women. And we see this in sport after sport after sport. Women are losing out to men and the feminists on the left aren't saying a word. How many women of the year awards this past year were actually given out to dudes? Case in point was this week. On International Women's Day, the White House actually presented a woman's award to a guy. First Lady Jill Biden spent International Women's Day giving the Woman of Courage Award to a biological male. Watch. In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI community in Argentina. How many more women will miss out on an opportunity because a man took it? And again, there is silence from the feminist left. The so-called party of women is actually erasing women. Hopefully the rest of us out there will continue to speak up and bring an end to this crazy woke trend. All right, next let's talk about the Democrats' assault on free speech. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. 
Okay, let's talk about the Democrats and free speech. And as we've learned over the last few years, the two do not go together. Yesterday, we saw firsthand that the Democrats are actually in favor of censorship, of violating the First Amendment. Check out this opening statement from Democrat Stacey Plaskett as testimony was set to begin on Twitter's suppression of conservative voices and collusion with the government. You have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. It's funny when people have to go through that. Exactly. This is unacceptable. I'm ready for it. I don't know if a lot of other people are. But just as it was unacceptable for Kevin McCarthy to provide 41,000 hours of sensitive security footage to a biased talking head in an effort to rewrite what happened on January 6th. Friends, I hope you can understand the gravity of what this radical Democrat is saying. The two witnesses that were sitting in front of her yesterday were journalists Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. Journalists. And she called them a direct threat. And why? Apparently, journalists are not supposed to be journalists anymore. They are only supposed to be the propaganda arm of the left. And when actual journalism is performed, well, that's a threat. The chairman claimed that big government and big tech colluded to shape and mold the narrative and suppress information and censor Americans. This is a false narrative. We're engaging in false narratives here, and we are going to tell the truth. A false narrative? We've had former Twitter employees admit that they wrongly suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. They admitted it. Here's Democrat Debbie Wasserman Schultz berating journalist Matt Taibbi because his Twitter followers went up after he broke the Twitter file story. Elon Musk spoon-fed you his cherry-picked information, which you must have suspected promotes a slanted viewpoint or at the very least generates another right-wing conspiracy theory. You violated your own standard and you appear to have benefited from it. Before the release of emails in, of the emails in August of last year, you had 661,000 Twitter followers. After the Twitter files, your followers doubled, and now it's three times what it was last August. Yep, Matt Taibbi must be a bad guy because his Twitter followers went up. So you can't do actual journalism, and you can't get recognized for doing actual journalism. That's what Wasserman Schultz is saying. The committee hearing went on like this with Democrats trying to get the journalists to reveal their sources and with Democrats assailing the First Amendment. It all shows that more than anything, they don't want the curtain pulled back so that the American people can clearly see that, yes, the Democrats, big tech, and the media will block, ban, censor, and suppress anything that goes outside their approved speech. All right, next let's talk about the anthem-kneeling NFL washout Colin Kaepernick because as long as racism is profitable for those on the left, they will keep returning to that well over and over again. Now, Kaepernick is making the rounds to sell a book, and the focus is on his white adoptive parents, who now, he says, provided a problematic environment when he was growing up. It's his true high school coming-of-age story, his journey embracing his blackness, despite resistance from many, including his white adoptive parents. I know my parents loved me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through. I think it was important to show that, no, this can happen in your own home and how we move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. Now, these comments have generated a firestorm on social media, and rightfully so. The idea of throwing your adoptive parents under the bus to promote a book is pathetic. Here's a reaction from Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. 
you know, I think about my mom, like, you know, my mom said a lot of tough things to me growing up about how I'm supposed to comport myself and carry myself uh, as an individual uh, in America. And so to write a book about that, I, I, just took, I just couldn't get there. And so that's the thing that's problematic about this, because they decided to make a decision for themselves to care for him. And so in my view, to not honor them, I just think it's wrong. Now, one of the examples of the problematic behavior and racist attitude was that Kaepernick wanted to be like basketball player Allen Iverson and get cornrows in his hair, to which he depicted his mom as saying, he's getting what rolls? Yep, apparently if you don't want your black son to get cornrows and you're a white mom, you must be racist. But what does that say about Byron Donalds' mom? I remember my own mother talking about uh, different hairdos and hairstyles, cornrows and the like, and she was like, no, you, you can't do that. This is the way you're going to carry yourself. That's how you're going to do your hair and all that stuff. It's going to be nice. It's going to be cut nice, and that's what you're going to do. And let me leave you with this. The struggles, the setbacks, the oppression that Colin Kaepernick experiences just being him in America. The off-season for Colin Kaepernick looks much different these days. The 35-year-old has a nonprofit. You're already creating community. Empowering black and brown youth, a publishing company, and media projects, including a docu-series on Netflix and an upcoming documentary with director Spike Lee. Yep, America in 2023. Colin Kaepernick must find it absolutely unbearable. All right, next let's talk about the Washington Post, because the paper is no fan of conservatives and Republicans, and this week, the publication took its complaining to a whole new level. Yes, the Washington Post is upset because future lockdowns, quarantines, and mandates are going to be harder because those pesky conservatives keep speaking out. The story is titled, Conservative COVID Backlash Handcuffs Public Health Pandemic Response. And it blames the right for defanging much of the nation's public health system through legislation and litigation as the world staggers into the fourth year of COVID. Well, first of all, the world is not staggering anywhere. COVID is out there, fine. So is the flu and many other ailments. Most people are living their lives, and it's only those on the left who are trying to desperately hold on to this police state in order to maintain power and control. The article laments new restrictions on mask mandates, school closures, and other protective measures. And here's the kicker. The article claims conservatives successfully tapped into a populist rejection of pandemic measures following widespread anger and confusion over the government response to COVID. Well, the reason the pandemic measures were rejected was because those measures did not follow the science. Those measures tried to silence any and all dissent. Those measures caused harm to children, to businesses, and to families. But the Washington Post is upset because we all just didn't fall in line. Okay. So we've had the left-wing war on women, Democrats blasting free speech, and the woes of Colin Kaepernick. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First up on Relaxed Brain Friday is the Los Angeles Times. And it seems like the left-wing media can only talk about two things, the climate crisis and white supremacy. Well, top marks on this story because it combines both elements into a single article. That's right. The story is titled How White Affluent Drivers Are Polluting the Air Breathed by LA's People of Color. The story cites research published in the journal Urban Studies that says because of racism, highways cut through inner city neighborhoods and dump pollution on them from those people driving to work from the suburbs. Yep, people who are just trying to get to work each day 
to make money to put food on the table and provide for their families are being accused of being racist. And then we have Joe Biden, who in one speech this week managed to pack a year's worth of nonsense, including this gem. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments. Just no shame. After all the destruction from riots and looting and assaults on police officers and the Democrats' actual calls to defund the police, Biden says, nope, it's those MAGA Republicans. And how about inflation? And that would bring us to down to everyday cost. How much do things cost? It's not just whether inflation. We brought down inflation seven months in a row. We're going to whip it. What a goof. And then we have these breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee. AOC proposes nationwide ban on straws after learning Trump won straw poll. That could actually be real. I love that one. And then, of course, there's Mitch McConnell. Spooked by Jan 6 footage, McConnell withdraws head into shell. I'm not going to touch that one. And finally, in a headline that really ties this whole show together, Biden gives Black American of Courage Award to Robert Downey Jr., for Roll in Tropic Thunder. Just classic. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.